You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham, and uh, part of what is always interesting is what I hear back from people when uh, I put out a video. And so last time I put out a video about certainty, uh, it's a certainty trap that people want to be assured that they're going to be able to save their marriage before they get started. And I noted the fact that there is no certainty. In fact, in most of life, there is no certainty. And yet we have to find some ways of deciding what to do, of moving forward. And so I suggested that instead of falling into the certainty trap, that the way you can can kind of reverse that is make sure you don't get stuck looking for certainty in things that are uncertain but important, right? You can have things that are certain and unimportant. That doesn't really matter. There are some things that are certain and important, but very few. Most of the things that are important are uncertain. And so we have to kind of put our focus in on those things that are important, even if they are not certain. So what happens after that? Well, people started emailing me and they started asking for certainty. (laughs) They started wanting to know what, what they can do to understand how certain things are or how uncertain things are. And that really is the basis of it. They wanted some way of calculating how uncertain things are. And so so I started thinking about what are the things that can affect your chances of saving your marriage. And there are seven that I want to talk about in this video that are incredibly important for you to at least be aware of because this is not for you to go, oh gosh, if I have this checklist, then I'll know Oh, no need to worry about working on things. It's too late as much as to understand what I have come to think of as complicators. So as I noted in that prior video, the way you get around certain uncertainty is by working on it or you're certain to fail, right? There is a certainty we can create of failure, but success is a little less certain sometimes. And so part of what I wanted to do was kind of say, hey, you know, the way we work through this is to get busy. So then I started kind of focusing in because of these questions about what are the complicators? You know, what could get in your way? What are the things that can affect the process? So what I discovered is long ago and outlined in my program is that there are eight stages to a crisis. And the early stages, not so difficult to overcome. The last stage much more difficult to overcome. Not impossible, but much more difficult to overcome. And as you go through, and what I, what I did is I created a way for you to go through and you find which stage you're at. That's what I actually did in my quick start guide uh, to saving your marriage because I wanted people to understand this is where you are. And because of that, this is the path forward, right? Eight different paths depending on what stage you were in. So I created that long ago. But so, so we're not talking about that today. Um, I wanted to really point to some things that complicate it, not the stages, although these things can be included in the stages, but complicators, things that make it more difficult. This is not to say don't try. This is to say 
let's be clear about the obstacles in your way. Okay, so these are seven different things that can complicate the process to saving your marriage. Let's start with the first one. And once I say it, it's going to be very obvious, but the first complicator is the length and the depth of the crisis. Two different things, length and depth. And so I want you to think about this. The length is just time. Like how long has this crisis been going on? Because there comes a point when a crisis has become what I refer to as the chronic crisis. Like it's just become, you know, deeply woven in and it's, you're chronically in crisis. And, and when you're chronically in crisis, what you've done is you've created a pattern of being in crisis for so long that it's hard to get out of that because that's just become your normal day. It's become your normal relationship is the crisis. So chronic crisis is kind of the, the length, right? If it's gone on and on. Now, I'm not talking about the length of your marriage, Though that actually can work inversely. The longer you've been married, sometimes the easier it is because you have more time together, more knowledge of each other, more history together, more intertwining together of things. And so that can actually help. Sometimes in a short marriage, you can have a long crisis. In a long marriage, you can have a short crisis. But let me just boil it down a little bit. This is the known crisis. This is when you go, we're in trouble not how long you've had issues. That's a whole different piece that we'll talk about in the depths piece. But in the length, we're talking about when is it that you go, oh gosh, we're in crisis. Or, or your spouse is, we have a crisis, right? That's, that's really what we're talking about. The longer it goes, the harder it is, the lower your chances. Now, it's not like this drop-off curve, but it does make it more complicated just because it, it's become now the norm. What do I mean by depth? Well, there is a difference between a crisis that's hitting multiple areas in your life and is, is crisis on crisis on crisis versus we're not communicating well, right? We, we stopped sharing with each other our dreams, our hopes and, and expectations. We stopped being clear with each other about what we want and what we don't like. And we've stopped being in that place of, of connection, right? That's one thing. If you're, if you just have a, the, the crisis is we're disconnected. We're not happy with that. You can mend that pretty quickly. But if the, the depth of it goes on, and we're going to talk about some other ways that the depths can go on, but I want to just say that one, it's the length and the depth that is going to begin to be a complicator in your efforts. The longer it goes, the deeper the crisis, the harder it is to turn it around. So then there are the complicators that are like affairs, the complicators that add to the depth, right? So let's say that you have an extreme disconnection. That's one level of depth. But then the trust is ruptured by an affair or, you know, financial infidelity or lots of things like that that just collapse the trust factor. Those make it more difficult. But Affairs have their own complication to them because now you have somebody else. And I'm talking about an emotional or physical affair. You have somebody else that's got the person who's committing that infidelity. It's got their attention, right? And that attention begins to then uh, shift off of this relationship and is now on that relationship, right? It's not on the marriage anymore. It's on this relationship over here, this 
out of extramarital relationship. And here's the problem. It begins to be a comparison point. Not only that, but it retroactively changes memories. Like instead of, you know, we've been unhappy for the last few years and have been disconnected. It's I never loved you. We've never been happy. It's never been good with us. That's all created by infatuation. This is a strong uh, emotion and chemical reaction that's going on in that infidelity. As I talk about in my book on recovering from affairs, that's kind of the rocket fuel. I even have a video on the fact that the rocket fuel is, is just cooking that because of how exciting this is, right? And, and the infatuation is not about who is this person overall. It's how attracted I am to this person, right? It's not about who this person uh, is in real life. It's about the fantasy of this person. And then you compare that to the real life of your marriage. And that's why affairs in particular are so difficult. Not only that, but affairs tend to be uh, somewhat like addictions, it's very hard to get away from them because they are driving so much energy. They're driving so much excitement that you're, you're going, this is for real, right? You're trying to, con or they're trying to convince themselves that this is for real and this over here, not real, not helpful, not hopeful, not good anymore. So a big complicator is an affair. Doesn't mean you can't, just means there's another complicator. Interestingly, Many people recover from affairs. Affairs do fizzle. Affairs do fall apart. Affairs create the awareness that something is drastically wrong with your marriage. And you can actually build back stronger, but you've got to get through that, right? So again, we're not talking about 100% chance to 0% chance. We're talking about how much more complicated it becomes, how much more difficult it becomes, how complicated it becomes because of the complicators. That's the reason I call them that, right? So we have the length and the depth of the crisis. Then you have complicators like broken trust that can come through affairs, other ways of infidelity, but affairs in particularly, because they become the comparison point at a whole nother level. The third um, complicator is conflict styles. And this happens in a couple of ways. Uh, so first of all, let's say you have the exact same uh, conflict style. Maybe you both completely avoid conflict or you both go from zero to a hundred in a heartbeat. And you're like, that's just the way we are. We're, we love and, and, and we fight hot, right? But in essence, the fighting hot creates a lot of damage and the no conflict, we never can have conflict also creates lots of damage. So there are the extremes of conflict of avoiding and full force that can be difficult to get beyond because you've got all this built up um, difficulties and things that have never really been dealt with. And then you've got the explosiveness of the other side that's created, and we'll talk about this later, some trauma, right? But then there's another mismatch and that is, or another place of that, and that is a mismatch in conflict styles. So let's say that one of you is avoiding and the other is explosive. And that creates its own dynamic of trauma in itself. But let me take it one step further and say, it's not just conflict style, but conflict dysfunction. That's another piece of that complication of conflict. So conflict's the complicator. Conflict that is by style is one. The other is when people just don't fight fair. Actually, 
created a document to help people, five rules for fair fighting that's part of my system because so many people were missing some very basic pieces. I've also got a video that talks about conflict because so many people um, hurt themselves with how they deal with the conflict. And so um, what they miss is the fact that conflict needs to serve the progress of the relationship, right? And so whenever it's not doing that, it becomes a you versus me. And, the, and so instead of a let us, let's we, we can figure out the conflict. Let us figure this out together. It becomes I win or you win, right? A you versus me. And you versus me just marches you apart from each other. And, and so that's why conflict is a complicator unless you handle it well as a tool for progress. But generally for people, based on conflict style and mismatch of style and based on just bad conflict um, skills, conflict mishandled is the complicator. The next one is beliefs. Now, interestingly, beliefs can be helpful or harmful. Kind of like conflict could be. But beliefs, you know, there are some people who have uh, faith traditions that say you cannot divorce, and that can be the glue. But then there are people who have beliefs that their own happiness is paramount. They have beliefs that there's no big deal to leaving a marriage. They have beliefs um, that uh, can be uh, difficult to hold together. But let's go one step further. When there's a mismatch of beliefs within the marriage, let's say you come from different cultural understandings and beliefs and you're having a hard time putting those together. That's a complicator in getting back together because maybe you have family systems that behind the scenes are also pulling and pulling and pulling, trying to, um, I don't think they realize it, but trying to get people on their side. And in the process, they're tearing apart the relationship. So beliefs in many ways can be a complicator. When a couple has figured out how to support each other, then beliefs aren't the issue they are. But we're talking here about when the beliefs are not working. Either beliefs about marriage that no longer hold up the marriage, no longer support the marriage, or beliefs in your own background that are in disagreement with each other. They can uh, create the strains in the relationship. It's one of the reasons that in the top five conflict points in marriage is religion, faith, because very few people find someone who sees it exactly the same way. And those small differences can build over time if they're not open, if they're not supportive of each other and where they are in that. Okay, so the fifth uh, complicator is psychological issues. Um, this is one where sometimes you can't do a lot about, but let's say you have an anxious spouse or a depressed spouse, or let's say you're anxious or depressed, or let's say there's bipolar that's involved or addiction issues involved or uh, uh, different childhood abuse issues involved. All of those psychological pieces, right, of, of what uh, fits into the world of the psychological issues of individuals comes to impact the marriage. So, Sometimes, and I've seen it very frequently in my, um, my career, somebody is depressed and they're unhappy. And so they're looking for somewhere to blame instead of going, oh, I'm depressed, I'm unhappy from that. They look for somewhere to blame and an easy place to blame is the marriage. 
So they point their finger at that is making me unhappy, not my life, my psychology is dragging me down, but the marriage. Many times I've talked to people after they've divorced and they're still unhappy and they realize that really was not it, but they've already taken that step. So that's one of the complicators is the psychological issues. You can't fix somebody else's depression, anxiety, bipolar, or whatever else is going on with them. They have to do that. You can be supportive of that. You also can take responsibility if you find that that's true for yourself. Depression, anxiety, bipolar, addictions, whatever it is, you can decide that that's something you're going to take on and try to remove it from being a complicator in your marriage. Okay, so that's another complicator. Related to that, number six is trauma. And this trauma can come from marriage or it can come from life. Uh, sometimes uh, people feel traumatized by events in their marriage, events between uh, them and their spouse, and that often uh, contributes to this. So, you know, if somebody feels like they've been abused by a spouse, that trauma is quite a complicator. In fact, if somebody is being abused in the relationship, I ask that they not use my material to save their marriage, but to get help for that. Because you don't try to save a traumatizing, abusive relationship. You work on saving yourself first. And after that, it's possible that you come back to it. But that, that please don't use my material if that fits for you. But I'm talking now about what might be referred to as more micro traumas, right? Like you... Uh, maybe a fight went awry, and not abusive, but uh, things were said or you know, that kind of, uh, of thing has happened in the past. Or uh, maybe there's some other level of uh, feeling traumatized by the relationship. That's going to complicate it. But there are also the traumas that come in life that complicate it. For instance, a special needs child. That is a strain on the relationship. For il instance, um, major illness in the family, in the family system, in one of you, that can be a trauma that adds to it. People also bring their trauma from their past into it, maybe past experiences in relationships, past experiences in childhood that impact that. And so trauma, that wherever it comes from, the presence of trauma is a complicator in getting your marriage going. The last one, number seven, is past failed attempts. And that simply is the fact that the more times that you have unsuccessfully tried to turn things around in your relationship, the more difficult it is to get traction the next time. And this is just the reality of going, oh, here we are again, right? I'm tired of being here again. We never get it fixed. And so part of what the task is, is when you realize that something is wrong, you fix it and you fix it for real. You truly get things turned around not acting like it, not pretending, not trying to fool somebody, not trying to use reverse psychology or any other technique. You truly, truly address the issues. You truly, truly find a new path forward. Because every time you don't, there's another level of complication that gets into it. So let's just for a moment recognize that I've just named seven complicators. Maybe you can't redo things, but you can be aware of them. The fact is that where you are right now is where you are. There's no 
undoing those pieces. There's no undoing the fight you had. There's no undoing an affair. There's no undoing the length of time that it's taken to get to this point or the depth and the complicators that have come into that. There's no undoing of whatever got to the point of psychological issues. There's no undoing of the trauma. There's no undoing of the past failed attempts. You are here. This is the place you're working from. So this is about understanding that these are complicators, not saying to you it can't happen because none of these are you know, zero to 100. It, 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 none of these are taking your chances from 100% you can save it to nothing. They are added on to everything else, right? They are understandings that you have to have in order to move forward. This is not the time you say, oh, nothing can be done. This is the time you say, okay, that is a complicator and we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with working through the length and the depths. We are going to have to deal through and work through an affair or whatever was that complicator in there. We are going to have to find better ways of conflict that move your relationship along. We're going to have to find ways of understanding our beliefs that get in our way and trip us up. We're going to have to understand and work through the psychological issues that every single person has. So nobody is coming in going, oh, you know, I'll find a person who has no psychological issues. There is no such person. We all have something that's impacting us and things that are our challenges. And our challenge in life is to work through those things. There's nobody that is trauma-free. Sometimes we have this uh, kind of the flavor of the day of, of self-help. And right now we're in a trauma stage. And maybe we overshoot it a little bit right now. Right? Maybe we accent that too much, but we have under emphasized it for way too long, even dismissed it for years in psychology from the very foundational days of that. And so now we have a reckoning of saying, yes, trauma affects us, but we can understand that. We can heal through that. We can find better ways of moving forward, and we can certainly stop having failed attempts at saving your marriage. So the question is, where are you? It's not whether you have those complicators. It's starting with where you are and deciding to move forward. And if you aren't sure of how to move forward, please come find me. Savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. I've got a program that can help you work through this. It's been used by now we're closing in on 100,000 people who have used this program around the world. You could be one of those that uses that to work through all those difficulties to get to where you want to be. The first step in following a new path, the first step in getting where you want to go is taking it. It's the hardest one, taking that step. Not sure what to do? Come visit me, savethemarriage.com. This is Lee Balcom wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.